Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. What are our thoughts on Maury Povich? Uh, you never met him? I don't. He's one of the few talk shows I've never like, met. He just seemed like a softer <laughs> version of uh, Jerry Springfield. Like, he seemed like Spring. your dad. And I, sorry. I was on his show twice. Really? On, what for? Uh, Ricky Lake twice. Montel twice. You were on Ricky Lake? Divorce Court once. The singing be on CMT. Yeah, we were bored back in the late 90s. Uh, and it was, a, it was a free trip to New York and Chicago back that, at the time. That was actually part of why I wanted to have you on because, like, one of my fascinations with with doing this is the sheer number of people. Like, part of what motivated me to do this is, do you know who Andy No is? Yes. Okay. So just knowing he exists and he's fine with his existence yeah. and he thinks he like deserves more has kind of made me reevaluate a lot of my own existence. Where I'm like. <laughs> Why do I feel like a piece of shit if I'm not that guy? Yeah, yeah. And, and if I might be a piece of shit, but I'm not that piece of shit. And yeah. it's also yeah. it's also made me evaluate how much uh, how much work and effort into things I've put, mm. the stand up or whatever, and how it's not acknowledged either because like I started so far back from the poverty line that like getting too poor, people are like, good job for you. No, you know what I mean? Like, like now what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, and they don't see the full distance behind right. it. And, and I think you have a similar experience where it's like, there's a ton of entertainment stuff you've done from acting to reality right. TV. The, to the ridiculous amounts of movies I've been an extra in. And, and like, if yeah. money wasn't a thing, you would be a celebrity. If that paid the bills, that'd oh be my fantastic. God. Yeah. If any, any of the crafts that I'd ever picked up yeah. or if childcare actually paid well, I'd be fine. Right. Or if food service workers were actually paid adequate wages, I was, I'd be fine. I was supposed to be an, a, a reoccurring character on a show. It, we They filmed the pilot, and it, it did not get picked up. It was called Stadies. It was about the Portland police. <laughs> and uh, I, I was going to play Benny the Town Drunk. Yeah. Where did you Where did you find inspiration? Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds like a stretch. Uh, mm. It was uh, years and okay. years of myself. Research. Self-research and, and also just... Because you, you've customs. never drank a drop of alcohol before. Never, that, right? never. Like, I was like, I don't know how to do this. What do you mean I have to pretend to puke into a bucket? My biggest claim to fame, especially since I moved to Portland, is I did a show that Dino Stonopoulos was on. Okay. So uh, that was a big deal. And I'm a picture for a Hard Times article. Those are oh. like my two things. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, and then like a gal who's done like Conan and who's really funny, she went on after me at Ground Control and people said she laughed at my set. And I was like... Nice. I there, so those are like the three things I got. Right. <laughs> you can take a still shot of a seeming grim, and I'm there as like just just covered in dirt and stuff because they wanted like cave people. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one show I've never was on. I assumed you had that. No, Andrew that. Kushner was on that show. A it seemed like all was, the time. I was on the Librarians twice. Nice. Portlandia once. Uh. What other TV show? Significant Mother. That's my IM. That's on my IMDb. Oh. I have an IMDb for I, some reason. I did not do it. I get that though. <laughs> yeah, I was on a terrible CW show called Significant Mother, and I was the only extra 
I don't know why I did that. The only extra that because uh, you're so extra, right. you need quotation I need marks. Quotation also, marks by the way, I, I bullied extra. Patrick into saying when he does quotation marks. But that's cause also because I, I will do. Because he'll do it, and I'm like, no one at home can see no you one sees doing this. I will do it like for a whole sentence where I'm saying something awful, like we should kill the children or something. <laughs> and then it's, like, it's like, well, you didn't see the air quote. My bad. But like he does, yeah, he didn't even do like the to- intonation air quotes either. <laughs> Yeah, but you were the, the only extra. Uh, all the other extras, they looked like actors. They, oh, they you had looked the like a real haircut. person. I had a beard, nothing like this, but I had a beard. Um, and 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 they're like, "Well, any of you guys want to put on a dress?" And like, they're yeah, like, and they're, they're like, "Oh well, no." I'm like, "I'll put on a goddamn dress. I don't give a shit." I, uh, and so I'm bearded guy in a dress on IMDb. That's yeah. awesome. One of the most recent seasons of Drag Race, they always do an episode where they do makeovers, mm-hmm. like of like either fans, what what have you. It was crew members this time. Oh yeah, and there was kind of this like burly guy and really goofy, and like he looks the goofiest in drag. Like he's he's kind of femme, but he's just he's got a goofy face in now drag. But he's just so joyful and so wonderful, and like he was so gung ho about it. And I love when men are like that. They're like, yeah, right. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I, don't care. I can wear a dress. Yeah, like it goes back to. I even know that I wear a size twelve pump. That's, I did not know any of that. You know how hard it was to find back in the Rocky Horror days? That's back in the not 90s easy. to find a size 12 pump. We had to uh, order them from Japan. That's That checks out. Now, yeah, you go to whatever. Yeah. You can find them on Amazon, I think. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, there's like specific websites yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I really do appreciate with uh, how more open at least America's becoming with queer culture and like mm-hmm. gender transition stuff like that is that we've realized like oh actually there's re- naturally really big women too and right. there's naturally really small men right. so maybe it was a good idea to or like also there might be some women who just want to wear men's clothes like so, this is the thing I did I did like really appreciate that they were uh, sorry I lost my turn of thought anyway let's let's start we should yeah we should start I, I wanna, I wanna, I we have some good patreon exclusive stuff yeah in yes, there, we have plenty of there's not too much though it's i will it's start not, recording not... really early on and patrick's we, we, like can you oh wait we're, we're recording oh yeah don't oh, worry good. no please if use there's anything, anything yeah if there's anything nothing. you didn't want you, okay. no my kids know what i do for a living and i'm not i don't like i'm not a yeah but do they know about the feet because of how much i cost i don't know that's speaking of her good let's talk about karaoke hey pat but pat what is this show Oh, this is recyclable. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what we're doing um, today. Who, who's here with us? Um, we have Harry. No, we have Jamie Stewart. Hello. Jamie is an actor, comedian, karaoke DJ, musical DJ. You just, uh, you're a Renaissance man. Hey, I am. And he's a father. I and am a father. A father. Uh, and and it was it was specifically because uh, you you we were just talking in our exclusive people could listen to our patron exclusive there we go there it right, is Rochelle, right. I, I should and 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 joining us also is Rochelle Cotier and Patrick wants to ruin my name yet again okay. yes I'm here I make Rochelle's name as French as possible oh, okay. and it's disgusting it's yeah it's my only tease at a person. she anti French I'm three quarters French and I have no taste for French culture gotcha. uh, I don't even like French cheese because I don't like fancy cheeses I don't like creamy cheeses. I like creamy cheeses, but I, I like don't want cheese. like I don't want really. I don't think I like brie. I don't like blue cheese, um, I like, I'm a blue and cheese I don't fan. like coffee because also coffee ruins my life. Um, and I don't like wine, so like all the things that are French, I'm not really into. Okay. And also, the, the language sounds like Republic you have peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth, and I think that's disgusting. Okay, 
I have a lot of strong opinions, but I think it's also it's a good way to hate myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I I still think they haven't been held accountable for Napoleon. So oh just, no, just... no, I'm fully aware. <laughs> I, I think he I think he lives inside of me. It's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, like you know, they say little man's disease and shit like that. Like I do, I man. do feel like that sometimes. There that, that does exist in women. Women oftentimes who show up at karaoke in particular, I think, are a. Uh, I, I hate. I regret to say that the small man complex in a woman is definitely. I, I think you can agree with me. A caricature oh, yeah. of oh, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the the tiny lady who's like, I will run everything. I will run everything. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest men have the small man complex too. Yeah, uh, what, what, they don't know it. They think they're big tough men. But they think they have to at play right. up their size, like, even though just, it's like, no, you. I'm you like, you're, you're actually fine. acting very tiny. Right now. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you're fine. Uh, I, I invite you here today to talk about karaoke. Okay. This is Recyclables is uh, the podcast that's based on a joke I've been making since I was like eight. Listen, is... it's the pedagogy of the oppressed, but for fun. Yeah, yeah. It's my... I, I know a thing or two about karaoke. Yeah, and and, and nothing. That was that was why I wanted you to hear because we've both KJ. That's been yeah. one of my like nine million yes. for a second. Yeah, jobs. how many hours are you running? How many hours you get clocked in KJing? KJing KJ nowadays or all well, together? Just all together. Like let's, I've let's been doing it estimate. since ninety seven. Okay. Okay. So That's 20, okay. I'm bad at math. Ninety seven. Oh seven. Seventeen. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty. Twenty five years. Okay, so Shania Twain, your favorite Shania Twain song for people to sing, your least favorite Shania Twain song. You for are the to sing. one, least. Oh, the yeah, I hate that one. Um, favorite, I don't really have one, but it'd have to probably be uh, "Whose Bed Have Your Boots Ooh, Been." Um, cool. yeah. I like "Party for Two a okay, lot. Okay, okay. I, I, she's kind not of... sung a lot in the in the bar that I work at now. Really? Um, yeah. It's, Is there uh, not a lot of country? Country had a no, minute, but it's, no, it's, it's, it's kind of here or there as far it's as... It's weird. I play more country at the strip club. I like the Chicks as well. Well, the, formerly the Dixie the Chicks. Dixies, that's that's my, those are one of my go-to karaokes. because strip club owners in Portland are racist. So, of course, right. they're going to play more country just by default. They don't want yeah. their music. What's your what's your go-to karaoke? I don't mean to ask no. Question, but what's your um, go-to karaoke? So, I have I a few. This is, this is a democratic show. Okay. I have a few. <laughs> I learned about Strokin' by Clarence Carter nice. uh, in, like, 2017. And I was like, oh, this is my whole, whole idea. Yeah. now because it's just so fun and i just like do this like stupid Stoke little dance with it yeah and i just like Stoke i'm like scooping doing little arm scoops yeah. as i do it um that's one of my go-tos i also like aaron's party by aaron carter i'm not great at it but i do know the words and nice. i can't help myself because nice. it's the stupidest song. <laughs> I, I i uh before he cheats it's like my go-to yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's well known I also like Song 2 by Blur because it's about 45 seconds long. Yeah, right. But everyone sees you sing. And it's it's an obnoxious enough song that, like, the woo-hoo, like people are leading. You can't fuck that up. And no. so, like, cool. That's a great song if you're, if you're on the verge of blackout drunk, but you want to pretend like you know how to karaoke. I highly recommend Song 2. Oh, also Johnny Horton and Marty Robbins are two good ones for me. So I didn't realize that was in uh, Fallout, oh, right? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, Big Iron, because that's one Big Iron on yeah. it. No, those are both actually. So both, both those songs are in it. Fallout's a game, right? Yeah, yeah Fallout's I, a video game. Yeah. I didn't know that, but like Corey's been playing them, and I've heard like Marty Robbins songs. Yeah. No, I especially uh, like Johnny Horton, like yeah. uh, Battle of New Orleans. I have a like, okay. hard time keeping up sometimes, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, mine, uh, House of the Rising Sun. Nice. Ooh. And uh, Britney Spears, One More Time. Nice. Oh, was, I thought it was toxic. How, yeah, no, how do you feel about I, toxic? Is I that too hard? I haven't tried toxic yet. Okay. Uh, because I'm set in my ways. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Um, I, like I made the huge mistake of doing one week. 
One Week by Bare Naked Ladies when I was really it's, drunk. It's a trap. Because it, but it, I love that song. It's a great song, but it's a trap for karaoke. It I really want them is. to have, like, typically they don't have, like, or at least when I was going, when I was younger, Tequila's they fun. wouldn't have that pick. Just in general? Oh, well, the, the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Da, oh, da, da, Tequila. Da, da, da. Which one is that? Da, 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 da. Oh, the Pee yeah, yeah, yeah. dance. Yeah. As long as it's not Has Tequila makes word. her clothes fall off. Also, no. Also a trap, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Yeah. Oh, I love singing oh, there was that. that. It's awful, but I love the, it. The, 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 you know I like my chicken fried song. I've heard oh, that so you many. You like my chicken fried. Yeah. I've heard that from so many dudes who don't own the pickup trucks they drive. It's great. It's- oh, I hate fancy like. Fancy like Applebee's on oh, a date night. I, I, oh, I, my I God. I managed to quit before that I one got a I swear that rotation. song is a rape song. They always ask me, will you sing a song? Will you sing a song with me, Jamie? It's yes, I would love picture. to sing a song. So it's either Love Shack, which I can handle Love Shack. Because I do a great Fred Schneider. They can never hit the notes. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> or it's Picture by Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. And I'm like, oh, I know where you're uh, I know where your you politics away. lie, first of all. Oh. Yeah, or the ones that actually request to sing. Can I sing Ba with a Ba, please? I would like to sing I, Ba with a Ba. Only God knows why. Exactly. That was my quest. Oh, what song? Oh, that's a song. My bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Do people uh, sing Creed much anymore? With harm, Yeah, some. Some. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. how how many people ironically sing Nickelback? It goes over Nickelback? better. No one. Really? No one. No, I don't. I no don't. one sings it ironically. That's even that's though I honestly wouldn't no, 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 mind no, 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 singing no, no, no. one of their Creed songs. He doesn't sing ironically anymore. Yeah, when a, they do it, it's like okay, they, they actually. I get it. Oh, that's sad. There's it a, really I kind is. of feel it bad. Kind of is. I feel really kid, bad. Actually, they flip their hair when they have none. Yeah, Gretchen Wilson, redneck woman. Yeah, how many people are singing that? I don't think I could sing it, but I do fucking love that song. I had to learn that song when I went on the singing bee. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and Elvira, which I like Elvira. Oh, the but, uh, Elvira. What song of hers? Pop, um, pop, uh, you know, there's a song called, called, country called Elvira. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking no, of no, 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 Elvira. Um, yes, Elvira. No, Elvira gotta, the, by the listen, Alabama Oak Ridge Boys. I don't know. How does it go? Uh, I don't know they, that one. Put down in the comments how wrong I am. <laughs> don't worry. I never read our comments or show them to the, the, the guests. It's right. Tay, you... Hi. Yes, you. Yes, you. Quit looking around and making it weird. You. It's PTP. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I can do that thanks to the magic of editing. Every time you hear the show go it's because we derailed the conversation so hard I had to just kind of put a stop in the recording. Now, if you want to catch what you missed... Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash recyclables. Besides patron exclusives, you'll also get early access. And you might win a painting now and again. That's a thing we do. All right, back to the show. I lost my train. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, karaoke. Karaoke. So, oddly, <laughs> some, of, some of that does tie into karaoke. So, the the I, I like to have a thing for the listeners at the start of each episode. Think of this as, like, I'm giving a class on karaoke, okay. essentially. And so I know other people are ADD and they're going to tune in and out. And so the lesson I want to have up front is that, or uh, the thought I want people to have up front is that um, karaoke is a strangely awesome thing. Like it's, it, and what makes it awesome is that it's kind of so uh, convenient and available. Anybody can karaoke. And even karaoke is a little bit like pizza and sex where it's like, even if it's bad, at least you, Got some karaoke. At least we did. We had fun. Yeah. yeah. 
And so I think it's... And then they closed the Little Caesars by the trap. They did. And that kind of ruined a lot of... That probably killed at least five people. Like, because there used to be just the greasiest, soppiest pizza place right across from the most overpourious <laughs> bar I've ever been into. The greasiest. Yeah. Like, somehow yeah. I ordered a PBR and got whiskey inside of it. Like, that's how over-heavy they pour at that bar. Oh, yeah. Like... I blasted a buzz ball in that little Caesars parking lot once before we did karaoke. Oh yeah, nice. and and now Those that's not there. Disgusting. And now it's and now it's and like and a, it's gone. It's all gone because of that. I think it's it's worth noting, or, or sorry, the thought that I want the listeners to have, and and kind of us as we go forward, is that because it's so universally kind of accepted, there is the inventor of karaoke ends up winning an ignoble award for world peace. Because it it makes people get along, right? Ignoble. Ig, th- what there, is this? There, I don't there, know what there an ignoble are ignoble is there, there. So you know the Nobel prizes, right? Yes. yes. So Harvard has a similar thing where they do the ignoble prizes, and they're for things that like kind of change the world, but you didn't really like. You wouldn't okay. know change the world, but it didn't really karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke. And for them, it's like, <clears throat> look, you have to put up with a bad singer. That's the, that's the social contract of karaoke. Right. And they have to put up with you if you're a bad singer. And nobody has to do anything except have a good time. That's revolutionary. You don't really get that in a That's lot That's true. Of... There's, a, there's a melting pot of people at a karaoke bar. And they're all there for one purpose. To, to sing, sing their favorite or... Creed song. Yeah, Some or... people are there to be mean, though. I have had people heckle me when I'm doing karaoke. Oh, sure. And I'm like... I would never ha- be at a show where we judge karaoke singers. Uh, a show well, that's full, different. I can see your like, shirt. It was about to make <laughs> no. reference to a I mean, to be fair, I have heckled at karaoke, but I was being paid for for a show, and like it was made clear through the night that that's what you were doing. But like, I wouldn't heckle someone just right, as right. like a spectator for fun. No, like, that's not like, put up with. That's yeah, not, I don't I mean, understand we, why you would do that. We do our shows. That we judge yeah. people at. You just cattily say it to everybody else at your table. Right, right. That's, that's, that's how it, that's how that show became something because we were talking mm-hmm. amongst ourselves. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? And and and, and, like, and then we're like, why don't we do this with microphones? Yeah. Under the bridge and call by... It a sh- call it quote unquote show. And and it's also proof of the fact that karaoke is is this it's it can change. There's a variety of karaoke's. We we are most familiar with bar karaoke mm-hmm. where we go to the bar we mm-hmm. hang out yeah in there's the U S there's also private party karaoke's where the 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 setup is a little different right. where it's like you don't necessarily have anyone but you have a TV or the, you go into the room uh, yeah, yeah. that call place them is K-boxes. dope yeah I like it yeah and uh, it's definitely more of like they have a lot of those in Japan yeah and so there's there's a, a bunch of different ways plus historically there's always been music that maybe everyone knows so you get the chance to sing it although it's usually more of a like skill-based thing where it's like we know this person sings the interesting thing about karaoke i guess i'll jump my nose a little is that you you don't get it unless you have pop music right everybody has to know the song yeah it's not as fun as you if you don't know the song so so and and pop music only exists kind of in our society where you have access to radio and and all that kind of thing like a distribution center like I think about this all the time. The most popular song in the 1860s was 1860s or 1870s was called John Brown's Body, uh, because John Brown was the dude who went nuts to try to free the slaves, mm-hmm. and 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 so everybody knew about that event all across the nation. So it was huge news. So the song that was about it was huge news. But there had not really there was very rarely a national sensation in music because there wasn't a radio. There wasn't a way to distribute it and if you don't know how to read sheet music necessarily you can't 
played. It was more word of mouth. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Generational. And yeah. so. It's one that's of the, where minstrels come in. Yeah. yeah. And that's a whole, that's how you get stand up. And like, you get those weird <laughs> loop things that yeah. they play. Oh, oh, that kind of minstrel. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going racist because it's America. Yeah. Sorry. That, yeah, I was trying oh, yeah. To, there are two I different I was trying to forget about shows. the atrocities of American yeah. history for a hot second. Just think of like oh. Last Unicorn or something. This, this is know. my show. We're not allowed to. Yeah. We sorry. Right back in. <laughs> no, let's get sad. So. So you need popular music. Um, the thing for uh, karaoke, it is in it. The word karaoke is a little bit like the word karate, which is it's the Americanized kind of bastard sounding of a of a different word. It's supposed to be uh, karaoke, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. Uh, which is supposed to mean the empty orchestra, uh, and that's actually based on. I really a, don't like it when. Not you yeah. as a white person, but when white people come up and, and like, they hey, welcome right... to karaoke. What would you like to sing? It's karaoke. It's karaoke. Yeah. It's the same people that are like, no, karate. Because it also, karate, whatever, I'm going to fuck it up. Karate means empty fist, karate, however yeah. you're supposed to Kara say. Kara empty. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the same thing. Uh, and it's, it's also this funny thing where uh, the Japanese will take uh, foreign words and you incorporate them into their language, but add like weird it'll, it'll fit japanese, the tone of their language yeah, more yeah japanese it up a bit so so it's it's like carry orchestra like instead of yeah. so it's like right. almost saying orchestra but not quite uh and what that came about was because in 1946 1952 1952 there was an orchestra strike and the workers didn't, they weren't going to play, but they were going to go on stage. Like there was a, a workers' right conflict issue. And so, like, they, either they sat on stage and didn't play, or they played but didn't go on stage. I, I think it was the played and didn't go on stage. And so everyone's like, what's this weird thing? And they're like, it's empty orchestra. And so Don't look at me. Yeah. And so that's where the word will come about in a few like a decade later when the guy invents the machine right he, he's looking back he's like oh i remember that incident it's That's really the- weird to think that it's actually not that old yeah it's only it's it's, it's only the- it's about as old as rock and roll basically yeah and yeah. in america I, I had to look up the name again it was mitch miller uh had a show in the i didn't write down the years in the the early 60s late 50s where he would come on a band would play and he would sing music, and you would have words across the so bottom. So you could sing with yeah, him. Yes, so you could sing along with him. So it was. It was. I had sing along tapes as a kid. Those things were the fucking yeah. best. Yeah. And that all kind of started. You can't get that until you get TV. There's no. I mean, you can do like church style hymnals. Right, everyone right. reading the same thing, but you've been to church, right? You've heard. It's really fun. Yeah, it's. Mm. It sounds. It sounds musically. I miss it. You like, know. <laughs> all right so the yeah. popular okay so the popular conception uh we'll, we'll start with the popular conception because i think it goes a lot deeper than that because that's the nature of the show is um that it is started by this guy whose name i actually really want to get correctly because uh, he's pretty dope daisuke inue um and what he is is a failed musician uh in japan mm-hmm. in the early 50s he goes and tours a bunch doesn't see any success moves back home and gets a job playing gigs in bars Right. He learns he goes from being a drummer in a band to learning about 300 songs on keyboard. And he's actually in very much the same. He never learns to formally read music. Uh, I'll read you guys the article after this. But he he takes drum class and fakes his way through it. And then afterwards, just learns whatever the band wants him to learn when he goes to play, does the same thing with keyboards. And what he'll do is he'll go to bar shows and he'll play popular music and the whole crowd will get singing along with it. 
And this rich dude at one of the bars he goes to is like, hey, can you make me a track of the music? Because you adjust it when you play for me. So if you'll make me like a track of the music you play, I'll take it with me to my, my friend's yacht party or birthday party or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll do it there. And he realizes like, oh, I could just do that for people. Like I can, I can do that in general. Right. And he envisions, like he comes up with the concept of basically a jukebox that you'll put money into that will play like five minutes of music. Go, go ahead. You, no, I was just giving her oh, a gift. I, you give it. Give but I'm it. taking it back. Oh, okay, well, fine. Yeah. I don't know. But it'll... <laughs> what, what he does is he charges 100 yen for five minutes. But most songs, most pop songs, are about three and a half minutes to two and a half minutes long. Yeah. So you'll get halfway through your second song and need to put in an extra dollar. Right? And so he, he takes these Genius. and he doesn't, he, he doesn't have the word books right away or anything. He just has the All popular the old song music. boxes that, yeah. that, where you go in and record a... So he just I has a, he basically, he goes to a friend and figures out how to put the, the coin machine like from a laundry thing. Yeah. And he connects that to a speaker and then that's just connected to a little radio, but that's all connected to an amplifier that someone else does. And he puts this up in a few bars in Kobe, Japan. And it picks up popularity. One of the dudes opens up a bar in a bigger city. Kobe's like a like a kind of Portland range city, like not too big but not too little. Right. Uh, and when it goes to this next city, it, because it just doubles in cities, it really doubles in in popularity. He updates the machine, does little tinkering to it, uh, starts adding the word books. Right, so the he doesn't patent any of the machine because record players already like. Japanese patent he, laws. He didn't own any of the actual equipment yeah, he was using. And Japanese patent laws are a little different than American ones, and and part of it is you can you can bring different parts of an invention together and say, hey, this is my new invention, but you have to want to. And he was kind of like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm okay. I'm a musician, and it just turns out I found a way to be a musician, but easier. Like now, I don't need to remember 300 songs in my head. I have them. I have them written down. Ca- catalog, yeah. yeah. And so uh, it ends up becoming fucking karaoke from there. Uh, the the one thing he does patent is the books that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out a horrifying thing. He patented there's a, a a thing that goes inside of it that kills cockroaches uh, because bugs love electronics. Oh, that's true. Because it's warm, right? And, yeah. And there and and he's like I, he found I guess a humane way to do it. So he's the proprietor of that technology and the notebook technology where you keep all the songs you want and all your yeah. shit. Uh, it gets to the point where, like, as time goes along, it, it picks up popularity. It transfers. Nobody's exactly sure when it's transferred to America. Um, it, it as, as technology evolves, the device itself evolves. So it goes from having a record to having an eight track to at some point he gets laser discs. That's when I started doing karaoke. And because we had, laser, can, we had to cart those things around. Those things are huge. Yeah. That's the first yeah. time you can have the audio visual mm-hmm. element and you don't have to like wait for a VCR. Yep. Video. You can load up track three. Yeah. Um, oh, that was, that was also, I, I don't miss those days. I really don't. And so he, he, <laughs> The, the the really wild part about him doing all of this is he really, because he patents those two, he, he gets rich, but he doesn't get crazy rich. The, the one by one estimation last year-ish, or, or I guess 2018-ish, um, karaoke is a $10 billion market because you need rights and distribution, mm-hmm. right? Like technically, 
you're supposed to have licensing permissions to play the songs from whatever yep, record companies yep. and all that. How and often are people breaking that rule, Jamie? Nowadays, not so much because they actually crack down on it. And, um, and what you how do they buy... crack down? I guess I'm like, does someone show up? They, they show up. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. And it's really not easy to uh, pirate karaoke. Really? It, it's really not. Um, I, I pay 10 bucks a month for un, uh, like over 56,000 songs. Um, okay. And uh, I mean, yeah, I've done pirate karaoke. Yeah. For and that's years. just like you use like YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. You use YouTube or you have burnt CDs. Okay. Uh, back in the day, we had oh, burnt oh. Uh, CDGs. Um, I remember, and yeah, I remember sitting at you because because anytime I've KJ'd, it's been basically I've covered for someone else's KJing, and like I remember I, at one point I was sitting there like typing shit in the computer, thinking about how easy it was, and I was like, oh my god, the '60s must have been a fucking nightmare, right? And that was kind of what set me, like, yeah. to Like I wonder about this. No, it it is. I mean, it, the licensing alone, because I mean, you have to you have to license your song for karaoke. There's there's a lot of songs that aren't on karaoke. Yeah. You have to give permission. And a lot of songs, they get around that by changing a key. They change just, it sounds slightly different. Do they sometimes change different. the words? Yep. Because I've definitely, these songs, the I'm like, this is not how this song that's goes. How they get, okay. That's how they get around, around it. that copyright. And uh, yeah, I, that part I know about. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. And it, it used to be a lot more expensive. Um, but now, now it's it's because there's so many different options nowadays, and you can and you can do services and shit too. Like I have friends who, uh, uh, my friends, like when they have a house party, they pay just a little website, like a five dollar for the night or whatever, and then that's you, neat. You get a connection to a karaoke service, yeah, kind of thing. yeah. Like it's, and and you get hacked but, into the mainframe, yeah. But right. he never, he Daisuke was never uh, interested in patenting any of that. He wasn't but, in it for the yeah, money, he was, really. Yeah, he was he in was, it for the music. And so, well, that's the wrong way to go about it. Right. Well, yeah, fucking well, musicians. Here, here's how not in the money he is. There's a point where he's like head of the company. He's making about a million a year, and he's like, "Man, I'm the most depressed I've ever been. I think I'm going to quit and go hang out with my family." And that's what he fucking does. Yeah. <laughs> But it picks up, uh, karaoke picks up popularity in Southeast Asia and a lot of nations that we end up using for war post World War II. I'll get into that in a minute. But it ends up getting patented by this guy named Robert Del Rosario in the Philippines. He basically develops specifically the part that, like, I guess the, the part where words play while you sing. And so the, sink, he, the sinking up. Yeah, yeah. So he holds the patent on that. Okay. And, and it's super popular in the Philippines and Singapore and Thailand and Japan and China. Hey. You. It's me. Speedy B. Okay, I'm going to quit being weird. Uh, I want to have what the professionals say is a call to action. I want you to just take a second and whatever you're listening to Recyclables on, give it a like. Like, like thumb it up or heart it or whatever. And if, if you really enjoyed the show, leave a message telling people, hey, this is an incredible bit of journey of poor white trash into poor white recyclables and you should be on it too. Or, or however you would say that. Okay, I, I, hopefully this has been enough time that you, you can get out your phone and do that. I mean, I mean, I literally am hoping I'm looking at the timer while I talk and I'm like, all right, at this point I would be like, okay, I have my phone now. Fine. I'm doing it. PTP. I'm doing it five, 
highest A plus. Cool. Will you get back to the show already, nerd? Okay. Thanks. <laughs> now we get to do the parts that I found fun, right? Because the he Daisuke is in a unique situation mm-hmm. where his parents becoming a musician for work isn't a thing that's going to go on in 1950s Japan. No. Um, Because there was, um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, World War II. It was, it, I read something about bell. it. I read Doesn't something about it. Bell. Yeah, it, it was a little war. Very few people died. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no racism at all. No. Involved. Well, well. Here's where it gets fun. The the roots of World War Two. There's Dan Carlin just did a big series, but it shows hardcore history, and he mm. just he covers it in much more depth. But the roots of World War Two can be traced back to when America uh, kind of forces Japan to open themselves up to the rest of the air quotes Western world in the 1850s. Because uh, what happens is in the early mid 1800s up to the 1850s, America goes on a kind of like, hey, guess what? We have guns tour. We go like we're going to war with Mexico at the same time, and we're like invading Cuba right. in the same era. Japan has operated as a feudal kingdom into the 1800s, and the important part of that is that means that like the rest of what we consider the in the Western world, i.e., Europe and America are industrialized, uh, mechanized, to the point where we have gunships. Mm. Right? Like we show up and we're like, actually, Japan, you're open for trade now. We, we, we've we yeah. decided we have guns that say you're open we've for trade. We've decided. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. We, we didn't do an opium war. We did a, we did a, you, we decided. Very right. different, different. So I forgot I did take an East Asian uh, history class in college. And I do remember one interesting thing about Japanese history and especially like their business history is like, a lot of the business names that you hear, those are like 200 years old. And those are specifically really? like typically royal families. Because and they've just so, been, yeah, so yeah, it's a part of that feudal system. Because what, yeah. mm-hmm. what happens is basically we've, the, the whole world has made peace with capitalism as far as Europe and America and mm-hmm. parts of South America. And uh, China is starting to a little bit, but they're still fiercely, um, I guess, traditionalist is the best word. Like they're, they're very tied to their traditions. In Japan, because they're so isolated and so insular, they they aren't as influenced the same way China is. They haven't been forced to until America shows up and comes along. But once they see it, they're like, "This shit is dope. You guys have gunboats, right?" Mm-hmm. And they have a like a twenty over the course of a generation. They do what Europe and America took from like the late sixteen hundreds to the early eighteen hundreds to do. So they they do what is like. 200 years 250 of industrializing yeah in about 30 years right like just all at once and what that does is you transfer from being a feudal society to a capitalist society but you don't change anybody's roles exactly like you're describing yeah so basically the rich people are like well i own this land and now i own the business and so i will be in charge and the poor people are like well i used to be a peasant but now i'm a worker yay yeah and (laughs) And throughout it all, there's also this thing where their their religion is particularly unique as far as the relationship between government and God. Right? Yeah. Where you have um, the the Louis King Louis in France or the King of England or whoever. God made them king. In, in theory. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Divine right. In in Japan, they have a religion called Shintoism. And to to grossly summarize it, summarize it, I don't know what that word was. To to grossly, yes, to make it really to to grossly oversimplify it. 
in Shinto, every object has a spiritual reflection. Your microphone, the 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 phone, the clothes you're wearing, the cat, the tree, the world. Not not Harriet though. Let's be honest. Uh, Harriet. Well, Harriet won't admit to it. She but gave her, up that soul. She's a demon. That's that's <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but but uh, there are creatures that are spiritual entities, such as Oni, which are demons. Mm-hmm. But also you have the Kami, which is like God essentially, and so the Emperor is the Kami incarnate, which is different than Divine Sovereignty, in that. Divine sovereignty is God said, this is my job. And what the emperor has to do is interpret what he thinks God says. So it's more like a pope king than it is like a king king. And as a result, the people's relationship with him is also different. They really see him as an object of divinity, as as part of god Mm -hmm. and it also means in in europe when the king fucks up it means the king fucks up and god didn't pick the right guy maybe we should question god in japan if the king fucks up oh this must be the wrong messenger for god we'll find the right one we'll get rid of him yeah yeah and so their their relationship is much more religious with the government and when america comes in and says hey you guys are open for trade we also incorporate that kind of our form of government into their religion so there's like state sanctioned shinto which is just it boggles my mind because it's like it's like saying the tv has a spirit and now the government's going to give you a license for the spirit in the tv like (laughs) like it's it's all of that happens in like 30 years so your entire country your entire way of doing things and representing things is the same but it's not right and inside of a generation so it's like our kids like we think about our kids like jamie and i are old enough with kids of our own enough that like it's it's you can see what they've picked up that we won't get you know what I right mean? right yeah Where you're like oh that's the new shit I, i'm too old for that and maybe it's like pronouns ish but usually it's like i don't understand how discord works do you get snapchat tiktok no. tiktok now now tiktok is so easy if you want help with tiktok let me know I, that shit's a lot no easier one than wants I thought. to see this so oh you do not know what people want to see on tiktok <laughs> baby now imagine if that relationship decided whether or not you could eat tomorrow because if you don't understand tiktok you can't work in the factory and you're gonna die uh, okay. all right so now the kids understand tiktok but they're resentful of you because you're like well i i i I was pretty comfortable with substance living. I was pretty comfortable with growing right. rice and I, having a family right. and all this weird shit. We, 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 we were doing just fine. So after that, as they kind of industrialize, they don't change, like I said, any of the roles. But government or, or military becomes a part of the government. It influences things. Before, it's the emperor trying to divine the will of God and the people kind of accepting what God says. But with industrialization, one of the biggest things they industrialize is their army. So they go from being samurai there's a period where like samurai katanas and armor are interacting with like tommy guns and shit because i mean not tommy guns specifically but like but yeah carbine guns and and uh, shit like rifles cowboy, and things yeah, yeah like cowboy revolvers hand yeah. cannons yeah so all of that shit is going on in like i said inside of this very brief period and every time it happens something new comes along and forces them to kind of escalate both their sort of uh, fanatical relationship like like fanatical in the religious sense in that they're not seeing it as as oh this is an institution that's failing but as a divine calling to do this thing right. and then at the same time their army is 
trying to match armies that have had, like I said, like 200 years to mechanize. So like by the time they get to like the 1900s, they are actually a threat to Russia. But Russia doesn't realize it and tries to go to a war with them. It leads to this thing called the Japo-Russo War, Japanese-Russo War. Jap- I, I'm going to say it racist if I say it more accurately. I understand. It's really annoying that you're saying all these things that I should know because I learned them in college. And I'm like, I'm like oh, yeah, that did happen. I didn't know about this. Well, I don't, like you. I wouldn't have been able to tell you before he just said it again. Yeah, like he's given me the ability to It makes recall. me want to see a movie with samurai and cowboys. So, so to, Doing well, karaoke. Doing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, I, I, I put your it, picture away. It's Tom Cruise. And like, then shing. <laughs> Nothing. It, I swear to God, I am getting to karaoke though. That's the bizarre part right. with all of this. So when they win the war, they don't lose the war against Russia and they nominally win. And it makes them essentially an imperial power. They colonize part of China. They, they're, they're like, hey, China, you're ours now. Like your back pocket, Japan, you guys will buy stuff from us. Ooh, something I wanted to add really quick yeah. is that before American intervention in Japan, like for that trade, Japan was very isolationist. Yeah, like and a nobody... lot of it was because there had been a lot of conflict between them and mainland right. Asia historically. So like they had cut themselves off from the entire world and they prided themselves on that. Right. So every time they win conflict, it improves power uh, governmentally for the military which means they get more and more of a say. And it ends up being that everything is being run either by military interests or by the emperor, and the emperor is losing power more and more. And so as a result, it becomes this weird thing where that same kind of religious devotion to the emperor now gets kind of sidelined into religious devotion to the army and to the army succeeding. Mm. And so over the course of the early 1900s, they do a series of wars. While they're doing that, though, Everything's connected. The Charlie feudal- Day meme. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the feudal capitalism is continuing in the background as well. So all the people that used to own property and be lords and ladies or whatever the Japanese word is for that. I want to say shogun, but I feel racist when I do. So I don't know. But all those people are still in power the same way. All this leads to World War II. Uh, they have like a small part in World War One where they're like, we'll participate. And they kick some of China's ass, if I remember right, or part of Russia. Uh, but then when World War Two, you know... They, they they beat Japan. They they. Yeah. I, I think we can skip most of that summary. The important part is they don't. Well, I mean, a lot for some good context. A lot of people don't know a lot of what Japan's involvement was in World War Two because okay, so... the Japanese occupation of China is not talked about because it was such a messed up genocide. Okay, yeah. So they they commit a small genocide against China. That's why they that's why they joined the the the, the Nazis because they're like, oh, we're they were a fan of of Japanese supremacy over from... that damn Toby Keith song. Yeah. Was... Yeah. Yeah, they knew it was gonna happen. They knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> just like I just, I just, I just pictured that song, but like somebody singing it, and my brain assumes Japanese sounds like, and like yeah. And part of the like when the war ended and like we were settling everything out, a big part of like the allies in Japan was agreeing that they wouldn't talk about those atrocities to maintain like uh financial oh that part situations. That oh yeah, the Japanese. I don't know if this is true now, but as of. Maybe 10 to 15 years ago, most Japanese people did not know about the involvement. They didn't what know went on history. Most of what went on during World War II. Because most of, most of the reason they joined the Nazis is it's basically just, oh, we're doing kind of the same shit as you and we're scared of America. The, the important part for, for kind of our narrative to getting to karaoke is the fact that like in order to end World War II, they have to use nukes. 
right? Right. Like to the, like like the emperor and the army are willing to let everybody and everything die, and it's not until. So I have listened to some podcasts recently, and I have take, taken an American military history class. And from my understanding, that is just a way to apologize. Justifies. Because yeah. from my understanding, there it was going to be done soon. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I just the, the, this the, is the, this is this is part of American imperialism and us wanting to have right. our justification for that. But f- honestly, it sounds like we had said we were going to do it and we had to go through with it and we wanted to see what would happen. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes way more sense. The important part is just that the the we used nukes to yeah. end the war. It was devastating, but it was also the end of the cycle of this thing that we started all the way back in 1850. And it got like while I was going over this, it made me think of a situation that I think we are familiar with being both from strip club environments and and KJing of like a bigger richer dude shows up and has like a smaller nerdier friend that they push that person goes hardcore in the direction of whatever bigger richer bully guy is except they can't actually afford to make the trouble so bigger richer bully guy beats them up and it just kind of resets the cycle yep basically somebody in japan figures out oh i don't want to do this so after world war ii as they're figuring out how can we not have another world war ii one of the realizations in japan is we can't have an army because if we have an army, then we're going to be tempted to use uh, our military. We're going to use that military. military. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That was a part of the, the yeah. peace so, treaties. So part of what they do is it's called Article 9. Is, is They say mm-hmm. no armed forces whatsoever. They go back on it, I think, like seven years later. And it's not even that they go back on it. It's, it's it basically uh, they're forced to by the rest of the world to at least have more than police. Like All a right. National yeah. Guard. Yeah. You have to protect yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because that was that was kind of what the thought was was we we're not going to. They wanted them you. to be able to defend themselves against communist uh, countries yeah, because in that was Asia, the, that, I imagine. That was, yeah, that was the big scare at the time mm-hmm. was that communism is going to come in here, and now we get to another fun part where um, there's this dead German dude. He gets quoted a lot, Marx. Carl Marx, yeah. great big beard like yours. It's like actually Marx. pronounced Merx. Merx, oh okay. Merx, Carl, Carl Merx, Carl Merx, Carl Marx, Carl Marx. So his his to, to oversimplify his thing, it's that society follows a pattern. It goes from feudalism into capitalism into socialism into communism. You go from the people working the land to people working for people who own the things that work the land, to the government owns the things that everyone works at, to everyone owns everything. And America's really scared of communism, especially in the 50s. And when we get to Japan, we're like, well, we're really big fans of capitalism, uh, and we don't like the feudalism thing you guys did. And the other big thing about that process is it changes kind of the baseline of where everyone is. So when you move from feudalism into that feudalism capitalism stage, things are better for people, right? Like you aren't stuck with just as much rice as you can grow. You you have, you can a, have a network. Yeah. You you can grow farm. Kobe ends up being like popular for beef, and they didn't. That wasn't a thing that was there before, is my understanding. Like so, every every stage of this, when they're at when they're conquering China and, and creating genocides. Because of the way empires work, they have a ton of money because they're stealing it all from China, right? Mm-hmm. So the average person is doing a lot better than before. And then afterwards, when the nukes drop, 
everybody's life sucks. It doesn't matter how rich you are. You you can't buy your way out of an atomic right. blast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone is kind of equal at that point. So when they come in and are like, all right, well, you guys are going to do capitalism, they, they're like hardcore into capitalism. And it becomes a thing where like, Everyone looks back at all this bullshit that happened because of the, the the way the military ran things and kind of following a feudalistic way of thinking. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. We need to embrace the future, whatever that is, business, industrialization. But they also take all of that fanatical energy, that religious kind of devotion to yeah. shit, and put it into work. Which means you have a society of people that are working... 10 to 12 hour shifts I, this may sound this sounds familiar to us but like <laughs> yeah but five to six days a week it wasn't normal back yeah, then. yeah it wasn't no. normal and and it goes from this thing that was to wasn't but it also means you you don't prioritize free time and fun and entertainment so when what ends up happening is they don't have as thriving a kind of arts community I mean, also because, you know, bombs and war kind of decimate the Kind of kills the nighttime, nightlife, yeah. yeah. Well, and fascism, definitely. Because, I mean, they yeah, were they, fasci, they, they, too, and fascists, a... fascists really like to clean out the, the weirdos. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what ends up happening is they get really obsessed with being in the middle class afterwards, also, because... Everybody, you don't want to be poor anymore. Obviously, who wants to be poor? And you can't be and rich. You, because you can't be. But also, there's a certain amount of poor is provincial and backwards and embarrassing. And rich people are kind of what got us into this trouble, even if it's really like a specific class and type of human. So we want to focus on being the kind of anti-Japan in terms of what their previous definition of Japanese was. So they lean hardcore into, like I said, work culture, but that leaves no free time, right? Uh, which is why it's crazy that dude at the age, like as soon as he's done with high school, goes out and is a musician for like a decade on his own and his family is fine with it. Right. And he's, he's incredible. Malcolm Gladwell would be like, this is his point of uh, whatever but it's his um were his parents pretty well off no they were they just owned okay. a pizza place they just they, they okay. owned a pool hall before the bombs fell that got destroyed then they bought a pizza place when things came back around basically his dad was like you're not gonna fit in like i get it so go have fun and then uh he he has a really great quote from the thing i'll read you guys where he's like i figured out people who are actually good at music will make more money than people who have to practice to be good he, so, okay, yeah, so, yeah. so he has a very real, but he's very fortunate in that. Uh, and basically, when he looks around, what they do have are for fun are these things called snacks, which, from what I can tell, are basically kind of like corner bars that have a band that plays or something for a minute. But you're also, again, not really paying bands much because everyone's so focused on working class and being middle class. So there's also stigma to being an artist. Yeah. And the thing that really kind of lets it take off is the fact that when you think about it, karaoke is kind of concentrated fun, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. get as drunk as fast as you can to go sing your three-minute pop songs. So you can have 15 seconds of fame in front of about 20 people, go home and go to work the next day. Yeah. yeah. And you get that that thing that people like with watching the tryouts for American Idol. You get to see people who are extremely talented, yeah. and then you get to see fucking train yeah. wrecks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like the, that, that can meet needs of many people. Yeah. And in Japan, they need this hella bad, as the kids would say. So because of that whole drive to modernization, the fact that there is no free time, that's really what makes karaoke take off to to kind of get to how much of a stress relief it is. Karaoke comes out in 69, 
in nice in, in yeah in, in Kobe. <laughs> it comes out in Kobe in sixty nine. <laughs> uh, oh my god! In nineteen seventy one, because of the conditions of stress and and whatnot, thirty five thousand people commit suicide in Japan. Jesus. But but because afterwards the, the, the these numbers of suicides drop off. I think that also speaks to the the other thing I wanted to kind of obsess on about karaoke for a minute was the fact that it crosses class boundaries. Very interesting. Like like I said at the start, the reason he records it is a rich dude is like, oh, I want to take the music with me to like this private party, right? Uh, the more common use, especially in Asian countries, the way the way every podcaster right that i that i listened to talked about karaoke as i listened to the they're all very nice middle class people who talk about going to japan and doing it in k-boxes and i was like oh that i do the same thing but at bars like it's 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 phenomenal in that it cuts across like yeah. that but then it also kind of shows exactly how class works that like i guarantee the karaoke on a yacht is way different than the karaoke at a bar called the yacht yeah I mean, that's, like, that's true I, I get it yeah. yeah that was what kind of i found particularly interesting is it's like it's it's democratic in a way too in that even though those are all going to be different experiences they're all going to be roughly the same yeah. experience all in all every karaoke bar is the same it really is some of them sell really overpriced uh tropical drinks some of them over poor some yeah. of them uh, some of them, you have to be the perfect karaoke singer. You, you, you. Know, Will they not let you up if you're not good? Oh yeah, I've been to a couple. There's like, well, you know. It Will they pull your mic too? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen. Oh my um, god! And I've seen some that are like they want the worst. And and then there's me who's like, I don't give a shit what you want to sing. I'm getting paid regardless. I want everyone to have fun. Yeah. That's if I'm not having fun, you're not having. And if you're not having fun, same thing. If yeah, you're not right, having right, fun, right. I'm not having. fun. Uh, I think I think that was the end of my points on it as far as as far as the history right. goes. That, that's how you get to today. I think the really cool thing about it in particular is that the dude that invented it knows he could have been a billionaire and it's like, nah, I'm comfortable making a few million here and there. I'll, I, I want to reach you guys and then I'll put it on the Patreon. But, Here's what I would say. How rad would it have, like, I wonder, though, if him removing himself from making that much money made it so other people made that money he didn't make. Yes, yeah, I mean, someone, but, someone has to be getting rich off Yeah, but, no, someone has to be getting totally, rich off that was, that was actually, that was the part I skipped. That was the part I skipped. Oh, I nailed my, it! Thank you. <laughs> because, well, See, I say word, too. We're vibing so hard right now. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. I swear. I think. I should double-check the count. Future PTP, double check the count, and if this is the last one, put it in the last spot. And if it's not, through the magic of editing, we will pretend like this is the last one. Now, can you imagine if you were a small business that aligned with the interests of recyclables, handing us over money and or goods and or services in exchange for mentioning your name over the course of our show with this level of creativity and productivity? Sky's the limit, baby. Uh, but this really was the last commercial break. So back to the show. Finish it out. Thanks for listening. The thing that I found interesting about it class-wise is that it does mean anybody can enjoy it. Everybody can enjoy it, but mm -hmm. we get different things out of it. 
it's also um, led to a lot of murders. That was the the thing I wanted to end on before. So there, and is- on a high note, right? And Jamie is not surprised by this. I'm no, I'm really not. But I haven't heard about this. That's that's so the thing. The thing I find interesting, the the, the the recyclables of this is one one issue is that there's a lot of criminal elements that can be used for karaoke. For example, those K boxes, great opportunity for prostitution and drug dealing. Yeah, now that I think about it, makes yeah. sense, makes sense. Um, so it is specifically in Malaysia, Thailand, and the Philippines, in the Philippines, that is labeled the My Way Killings. And the the common interpretation of what happens is that these macho, kind of like bully guys will go up and sing My Way by Frank Sinatra in particular. But really any any like... I'm a man type of song. song. Yeah. And it will lead to fights because somebody will criticize them because somebody impinges upon their ego or impinges, impinges upon whatever. Somebody fucks with their ego. And so full contact character. We're not, we're not doing this in Thailand. We're not, we're not doing this in the Philippines because what will happen is it will escalate. murder us. Yeah. It will escalate to violence. Uh, I've heard at least uh, Wikipedia has half a dozen. One of the things I listened to said up to a dozen, murders have happened in the philippines in the last few years over this over karaoke Damn. here here's my... I, wonder what, I wonder what facebook's part is in this because so it's got to be making this worse here's here's <laughs> my take on that though the same era that japan is in uh post world war ii where they're being pushed super hardcore into a work culture is occurring all across southeast asia and a lot of these countries People are being overworked and and put in really shitty positions, and they have so little to hold on to that Frank Sinatra's "My Way" is worth dying. It's the pinnacle and of manhood. Over. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's way more succinct than like these primitive backwards male guys. Like they don't have any. I'm like, well, maybe if you took them out of a pressure cooker where everyone yeah. has to work, and the men had to be men, out, and the women had to be yeah, women, like, and <laughs> and you 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 had to work. All the uh, all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never slept. It's I didn't even have a bed. I had no use for it. <laughs> no use. Why would I have a bed? It is to the point though where uh, <laughs> it is the end cap on that. It is the point where some bars have like no my way, like my way not allowed here, like shit like that Holy on shit. the bars. <laughs> Which that's shit. that's interesting because you were talking about the songs that you won't let people perform, and it's typically because they're like they have slurs well, or like hella racist, way. and it's like, well, here they had to ban songs so people wouldn't I'm, get murdered. I'm sorry, sir, I can't let you sing any Frank Sinatra. I don't want any murders. He is a hate crime. He's a hate crime. He's a hate crime. Yeah, that's that damn He's fedora. A there's a there, there, yeah. I reckon there's a lot of good. I'll try to remember to put sources on this one. There's a lot of fun ones. It's funny when you go to search up karaoke. And history because YouTube usually what I'll do is I'll type in you know YouTube history of to start or mm. and instead when you type in karaoke it looks for karaoke songs music karaoke history. songs that that gets me my endpoint thank you I remembered it so one of the things we get fascinated I'm fascinated with on the show is normal the the concept of normal mm. because there's there's normal in terms of average as in we asked a hundred people seventy five said. Right, like that's normal, and then there's normal because you see it 
all the time, every day. It's it becomes a norm. It yeah. becomes part of... It's like how MTV's spring break is what I think spring break is because of how much everywhere, I saw that isn't as it? a kid. Yeah. Isn't it everywhere? And I was like, is that what like they that? do? And then when I was in college, I was like, I first off, I don't want to do that. And also, where would I even... How? How do I find <laughs> I that? I don't know anybody with a beach house. And Who's going to pour tequila <laughs> all over me? Not I. It's a waste of good wow, tequila. Wow, Pat. It's a waste of good tequila. Yeah. What if I said bad tequila? I mean, that works. I'll KJ that event. <laughs> the third, the Do I have third. to pay for the equipment rental too? And she did it her <laughs> way. Uh, unfortunately, we now have to fight to the death, Jamie. Okay. I, yeah, that's right. The, the third norm comes around because something is, like, it occurs naturally, and so it's accepting. One of the things about karaoke is it normalizes being talented and having fun. In, in the sense of or not of being talented and having fun but, but but the weird part about karaoke is if you go into it and you're bad you can still have fun it's, yeah it's the pizza exactly effect. even like, the worst ones are the talented ones I mean yeah. sometimes they're even more so yeah I how many I, I'm specifically thinking of Perry and how many times <laughs> there is like the, the, an old dude that's like oh my god you could be the reincarnation of blues and then sometimes you're like I don't think those are words man i think yeah no i think you're the living embodiment of whiskey well it's like it's like american idol no one remembers the contestants very rarely they don't remember the winners they they remember the terrible awful the the william hung the william hungs but the and and like so many people come up and be like well i can't sing i I, i'm not a good i'm like it's not about being a good singer it's about a having the balls to get up there or the vagina uh, to the get up there, fortitude. the genital or fortitude, or the vague genitals of an intersex yes, individual, because we still don't know. The, and good enough, it's all about having fun. It's, it's, you're, we're not, for the most part, judging you yeah. out loud. Uh, we're 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 all here for the same common goal. This yeah. is a karaoke bar. We don't have a limit of like, well, you have to be this talented for three minutes. You are talented, whether you're not talented. You're the rock star. You're ev- all eyes are on you. It's. It, every year, and it's like I try to tell people that, and they're just like, "Well, I can't sing." There, there's a, a quote that I don't remember who it's by that I, I used a lot more at the start of the series shows about the fact that like anarchy in action looks a lot like democracy, and the beautiful thing about karaoke to me is that it's kind of a great example of anarchy because everyone does have an equal like there. There is somebody running things, but you're not running things if you're the KJ. You're just the person who knows how to operate the machine. <laughs> you know how to push play. <laughs> you're the person who knows how to drink whiskey and push play. That's, that's do you what think you do. there's a market no, for... No, that's the KJ. That's... Do you think there's a market for... Sh- <laughs> you son of a bitch. I think if he was a human being, not a KJ. Oh, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. I would love to see a bar that has a show and tell night. Like, you know, like when you were kids and you did show and tell? That would oh be... My God. Like, you would just, like, bring something cool and, like, I have this fucking rock. Check it out. And you got to talk about it. Sorry. I that was would just be, thinking that would be really Honestly, adorable. that would be a really... That's a really good idea. <laughs> that's, that's pretty... And that, because I was thinking of another, like, democratic time in our lives. And it's like show and tell. You get to bring your fucking thing and you get to fucking talk about it. Until the show and tell murders. Yeah. Well, until I mean, the show and tell murders because the kids brought their Furbies they in. They brought and their the Furbies, Furbies and no, some of this someone. other guy didn't have a Furby. They brought Ollie, in their you parents' Frank Sinatra records. <laughs> no, it was snap bracelets. Death by snap bracelets. It was, yes. I remember <laughs> back in 23. 
Oh it is God. it is weird to know that the future is gonna happen. Like that that things from now are gonna like in I, I think about this a lot, that like in five hundred years they're gonna look back on karaoke and I wonder if they're gonna see the like this 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 Japanese musician who couldn't make it made a thing, or they're gonna be like, Well, the society that was literally working itself to death needed any kind of stress relief. Yeah. And they finally found a way to like get the crack rock of entertainment as far as <laughs> the most concentrated it really form of is power. Like, it, it brings us together to do the thing that we all do either in the shower in our cars at home well, you know? i remember when i uh when i first started karaoke it was it was few and far between there they, they there were specific bars that did it and you had to seek those out. Yeah, like you went to a karaoke bar. You went to bar. a karaoke bar mm-hmm. instead of I'm going to a bar that has karaoke because it's, it's, it's Thursday like night. night yeah. it's, it's like comedy in that respect. And it's also like like as, as much as I just said that the, the KJ is the person who like can push play wall whiskey. No, I've met talent. There, I know you. I know the dude. That he's, yeah. Like he's, he knows how to adjust shit. He'll suggest music. Like Right. You, there's like, there's some that just don't push play and walk away yeah and and so i do i don't know i mean i do that too (laughs) right some people get me wrong there's some so they have it's a uh group of drag kings and they do a boy band called triple xy and then they do karaoke as well so it's like they do their performances they'll have like a drag queen performer and then it's like interspersed with karaoke that you can sign up for that sounds fantastic yeah it's a really fun show i went and the the boy band they're so great that's awesome. Triple <laughs> X Y. What curious? a great name! Yeah, it's a I'm gonna have leader. to check that out. Yeah, that's, that's kind of I guess the end of the official portion, and I'll need a little bit to like. What are oh, the yeah, things? Some interview questions. So, as a KJ, yes, yeah, I wanted to ask, what are the things that will make you the best person at the bar that they will want to bring back up and would like to see come back? So, like, how to be the best karaokeer, or at least like the most polite and considerate karaoke tips. Tips. I was, I was, and how much is how much no, tips? No, well, tips tips really help. Okay. Even if it's a dollar a, dollar, a song. Yeah. Like, I've, I, feel like um, I always feel bad. I'm like, I don't have a lot, but here's a I dollar. have one guy. I, I, shout out to Len, who will never hear this. He tips $20. Every time? Just to let him sing. Oh, He's this little old man angel. that's growing his beard because I have a beard. And, like, if you Aww. don't, I, I, in my experience, if you don't have a lot of money, like, like I understand part of the, like, we just said part of the, the yeah. joy of karaoke is, like, it's kind of free. I can... I can right now with the five bucks on me go to the bar and do karaoke. Right. You go to yeah. karaoke and have a cup of coffee and still have fun for the entire night. Mm-hmm. And so so if, if you're in that mindset. As long as you go in to have fun, I think that's the other important right. thing. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I do understand that there's occasionally somebody needs to sing their sad song, but like I maybe sing, save it for two I that's one of the things I sing a lot of sadness. Well, I sing a lot of John Prine and Tom good. Waits and but you're when you're the like yeah source of entertainment because you're, you're, yeah. you're an MC as much as you're a cage. Other than tipping, just having fun, just knowing that you're there not for a competition. What are some things that people that what are some common practices that you would like to see not happen? Picture by Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. Okay, other than song oh, choice. Oh, my bad. Other than song, it's um, just like etiquette choices in general. Think, and like, just pick for me. Thinking that there's you know, that one. Just pick for Why me. Why would you have someone else pick Why, your fucking song? Like, what would you like to sing? You're up next. Well, just pick one for me. Okay, what kind of music? I what do you like? Oh, you don't want to know what I like. Even even if I know you really well, I don't know all your... No. Like, like, I assume with Jamie it's the same way. I haven't done it in forever, so I shouldn't act like I know what I'm talking about. But just like 
even somebody that you see like nine times, it's like, I don't know. I I I forgot. I don't, there's, you know how many people I see? Um, Even when you people no are here. a dime a dozen, don't, and don't yes, think, I mean you people. Don't think it's a competition because you're not winning anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to win other than bragging rights because you did. I did so good. You did at so good at Grease Lightning. You know, I brought I home mean, five bitches. No, no one brings <laughs> home five bitches from karaoke. Oh, that's just me. Sorry, except for you. <laughs> well, Michelle so was gathering female dogs from the neighborhood. Oh, I yeah, see. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's not a competition. It, it, tip if you can. I mean, just like you would a bartender, a, a server, anybody. You're in the. You're in that industry. If you're a bad singer like I am, what, what's your recommendation? My recommendation is to just always lean into it and just go with. Just go with it. Just like go with goofy, it. Just, I feel like yeah. almost. A well, lot of you time. don't even it, either go be go the goofy route or be completely serious. Like you're doing 100. percent Just people, like if, the artist. If you are sincere, people will respect that as much as if you are good. Right. Yeah, I feel that way. I definitely feel that like, way. When I, I mean, watch. like like you do before he cheats. I do hit me baby one more yeah. time. It, at, when that music first starts, that din, 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 or you know, it, people are like, "What the fuck is Jamie doing?" And then Wait. I do it without a bit of irony, and I set off car alarms. <laughs> <laughs> no, so without I do it without it. Do it without irony, yeah. it, even if it's a goofy goddamn song. Make it serious and, and just have fun. That's my thing. Yeah, have I know fun. Those, sound, those might sound counterintuitive. Like, sorry, just be serious and have fun. But like, if you take it seriously, you can still have fun. Right. It's, yeah. Take it seriously, but don't take it seriously. Uh, yeah. Be willing you know? to laugh at yourself when you realize, oh, Rage Against I the Machine has a don't know And this don't song. throw the microphone. No, how often does that no happen? Mic drops, no mic drops, please. You know how sh- expensive shit is? Oh, my I God. I hate it. It's like when they think, or, or swinging. What are you doing to my cord? Please stop. Yeah. No, just be courteous of everyone. Just because it's not your turn doesn't mean you get to make fun of someone or or, or talk shit or talk louder than the music. Because trust me, I can get a lot louder. How do you feel about people singing along with people while they're on stage? Uh, You mean coming up and grabbing a microphone? No, like from the audience. I get those people. Oh, that's fine. I think that, that gives the singer... Some like, support, I Support, feel like. because yeah. everyone is getting into it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about... Oh, when, no. Can I sing with this person? Did you ask a person? Did you no. ask them beforehand? No, I just well, No, I'm not to. giving you another microphone then. I, know, I will actually turn the other one off just in case. That's smart. I, 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 I don't like... I, if you're listening, I hate you. I'm going to let you know that right now. I just really don't like you at all. Side note. <laughs> Back to the stories. Where can people go to karaoke from you right now? You can go to karaoke every Thursday. I'm sorry. We changed it to Friday, Saturday night at Falco's Pub. We're probably changing it back. Uh, Falco's Pub, 9950 Southeast Stark. Everyone knows. Falco's Pub. May I give a plug yeah, to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, my other thing? Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. It's uh, right across the street from Mall 205. And also, coincidentally, right across the street from Club 205. And in the same building as a strip club. Yeah, so, you know, if you get bored with the karaoke, go well, next door boobies. and, you know... Tip there too. Emotional weather report is on uh, Shady Pines Radio every Tuesday morning, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Sweet. It's the only place I do it um, nowadays. Yeah, uh, there's been. It, it's that thing, like you said earlier, where it's like if money didn't exist. That's that's what really frustrates me about about this dice dice guy is that like he's not interested in money. He knows what enough is. 
And he's like, imagine oh. not being interested in money, not I, caring. I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay. I don't caring. want money, yeah. but I need money. We talked about it in one of our previous episodes. And Pat said, he's like, money is like a drug. You need to use it recreationally. Oh, yeah. I'm addicted to it. And it sucks. I wish somebody, I could microdose on it, but I can't. Somebody forcing you to. to yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what sucks I'm about being it. forced to be addicted to this money. Yeah. I want to get rid of it typically when I have it. And and it's not because it's typically I know there's someone else who needs it more than me. And I'm like, here, take it. I'm yeah, so right, sorry. right. Are you okay? All right. I want to. Uh, Do you go potty? No, I'm, I'm ready. I need, I need, I need stuff. Musical clips were taken from Aesop Rocks The Blob, available on Rhymesayers Entertainment. Unless otherwise noted, Recyclables was researched, produced, and edited by Patrick Thomas Perkins, making this the perfect time for me to say thank you to the patrons at patreon.com forward slash recyclables for making the shows possible. 35,000 people commit suicide in Japan. Jesus. It's a great time for the kids to run by extra happy. <laughs> oh, that is definitely... Yay! Oh, that's They're cool. fucking great. I love those kids. Uh, but, but... Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.